everyone. You're listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And go ahead and get your shot. shot. Well, um, I'm gonna woo woo. I'm gonna chug margarita again. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> you're gonna cheat. <laughs> yeah. Thanks All for right. calling me out. I'm sorry. I'm going to take a sip of coffee with everyone. So one, two, two three, three, go. go. <laughs> All right. Mm. Oh, goodness. Well, hi, everyone. I hope hi. everyone's still doing okay. This was a rough week. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> um, but I colored my hair last night. I washed my sheets and my comforter, and um, nice. I finally have Starbucks blonde coffee grounds in my house. So Yum. I'm really happy. Oh, I hate you. Uh, well, I I've, I've been <laughs> trying to get my mom to drink it for like weeks, and I think I finally got That's her hooked so on it. So maybe we can have more. We've literally been, <laughs> we've been making coffee every day, and she's obsessed with this caramel coffee that she's found. And I'm like, okay, but... Oh, I gotcha. This, this blonde coffee, like, <laughs> it'll, it'll change your life. Just try it. Oh, it's so good. It and really we, will. It's so good. Yeah, and we have, like, a, a sugar-free uh, French vanilla creamer. Like, um, so like I pretty much just made my favorite latte from Starbucks at home sugar free. So that's awesome. Yeah. And then I, now I'm drinking a margarita. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and for probably like one tenth of the price that it would cost at Starbucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. Sure. I'm really happy. Excited about these choices. Um, yeah, my coffee game is not where yours is right now. <laughs> yeah. I I ran out of my Green Mountain half calf. Oh no! So I have been. <laughs> you have I a Keurig. You have no excuse. <laughs> I know, but I have. Okay, let me finish. So I have, I have been splitting. I've been doing four ounces of Josh's Donut Shop coffee. That's disgusting. Ugh. Not that all donut shop coffee is gross, because it's not. I like donut shop, but this is like a dark roast one, so it's like too much for me. Mm-hmm. I like a medium to, I'm a medium to light roast kind of person, because I don't really doctor my coffee much. I just like throw a splash of milk in there, and yeah. I just like the flavor of the coffee, you know? Me too. Um, I'm not like a, a sweet a sweet person, so um, like, and, and I, don't, I don't like flavors and stuff, so uh, I like just the coffee and its purity and so like this is like it's just overwhelming and then I'll do six ounces of my decaf (laughs) in the cup (laughs) and it feels so wasteful because I'm going through two cups per cup of coffee (laughs) oh and just now I hit the button wrong before we started and I did my four ounces of his coffee and then I accidentally hit I think eight ounces (gasps) oh no the decaf so I mean it stayed in my cup (laughs) <laughs> but I had to transfer it to a bigger cup. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there was no room for any milk, let alone <laughs> no spillage. So <laughs> I'm drinking an okay cup of coffee. Oh, <laughs> That tastes like it might be from like a nasty gas station, but it's okay. Blick. It's doing its job, at least. That's fair. <laughs> I had a rough week. I was... T- 
tired all week Aww. and just like, ugh, I don't know. It's just one of those weeks. Yeah. I think I, wa- I definitely, I watched too much True Blood over the weekend and it threw me off. So I stopped. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a break. <laughs> like literally all day Sunday, I sat in my bed and I watched True Blood and I cross-stitched all day Sunday, <laughs> which was great. Yeah. And I'm like towards the end of season six which means i only have like one more season left but like everyone's in death camps and it's like real bleak and (laughs) because you know the stakes got high and Mm -hmm. so (laughs) no pun intended and um i don't know it's just it was a lot and so (laughs) yeah it sounds like it (laughs) it got a lot less romantic and a little bit more like yeah and (laughs) so um I switched over and I restarted New Girl, actually, the other day, randomly. Hmm. But it's, you know, it's been the office and podcasts and things like that for me while I try to keep cleaning and... Yeah. (sighs) Good news is I went to the doctor this Uh week and... Got some adorable Had an hour-long ultrasound. Oh, my God. Well, I got to go back in four weeks because little bugger was fully in the literal fetal position with his back it's back to my belly button cuddled up against me and breach so she was like it took her an hour of like poking and trying to like get angles so she could get pictures of all the things she needed to get pictures of because it was an anatomy scan so it was yeah so it was like you know they needed pictures of the heart and pictures of their organs and like all this Mm -hmm. stuff and it was just like no nope nope (laughs) snuggling with mom nope oh Nope, it took her like 20 minutes to even find the gender, just for their records. Like, we're not finding out, but like, it took her forever. She was just like, I'm just trying to get it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like digging the thing into my side. Oh, goodness. But, so, we got a great picture of the spine. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. It looked really good. Everything's yeah, looking so good. Yeah, little boy. feet. Little face. I got to see a little, um... Thankfully, Josh didn't miss much. Um, apparently, he was allowed to go, mm-hmm. and they didn't tell me. Oh. So, like, I assumed that it would be like last time where they were adamantly like, you're the only person who's allowed to be there. They called me a couple of days before, and, like, my phone was rest- I was restarting my phone because something glitched, mm-hmm. and they-, they called while I was restarting, so I missed the call. Uh-huh. They left a voicemail with no information in it. They just said, hey, we're just calling about your appointment. Give us a call back. I called back. No one answered, and they left a message, and no one called me back. Oh. So, thankfully, I talked to my doctor <laughs> <laughs> after the ultrasound, and I was like, hey, so when we come back for more imaging, can my husband come? Because I did not know he was allowed to be here. Mm-hmm. And he, we live an hour away. It's not like I could have called him and been like, hey, get in the car and come. Yeah. Come on up. Like, <laughs> you know, it's. Yeah. Uh, not that he missed much, though, thankfully, because Little Bit was in such a tight, tight little snuggle that literally you just saw like a few little wiggles and snuggles and that was it. Because at that point it was like. It was like, it's been an hour. You've poked me for an hour. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) You've poked me for an hour. (laughs) I'm done. So, thankfully, he didn't miss much. They they wouldn't let me video it or anything because it's like it gets against HIPAA or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. I guess I could have video chatted him. But, I mean, data doesn't grow on trees. So, yeah. 
It's okay. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Life continues in quarantine. Yep. The country's melting. It's fine. The, ho- <laughs> the horsemen just need to come on. I'm done. Mm. I'm ready. I mean, no, because like I'm trying to give birth to, to a person, so that True. wouldn't be cool. We need um, we need to wait until September, then the horsemen can come. Oh, so once my baby's a month old, the world ends as soon as I push it out. No, I don't know. Okay, I'm just done. <laughs> Stop wishing. <laughs> I I am really excited about little bit though. Another one of your packages yeah. came today. I know. I saw. I got Kay got me a thousand gifts, <laughs> <laughs> which is very very sweet, and I really appreciate it because they're awesome. I'm glad that you. You like got. Them. I got Halloween diapers today. Yay! I'm glad that they came. They were so. Yep, cute. Halloween diapers and diaper diaper rash cream and lotion and yay. <laughs> and I, yesterday I got toys and blankets yeah. and super cute Harry Potter onesies and <laughs> yeah I got the blanket it was awesome I went ahead and just got a um, blanket that someone else made because I was going to make one like I had a pattern I had a thought process mm-hmm. I was I was gonna start it early and then the world shut down so I right. don't have access to the sewing <laughs> machine now um yeah that's fair so so well but i was afraid that that i was kind of afraid that that collection was gonna die off so i'm glad that you got it because i love that blanket so yeah well good and if you want um i know someone who can monogram it when baby's here so if you want i can probably like get it monogrammed with their initials oh Um, that would be cute yeah so just let me know we'll see we'll see yeah It'll probably end up covered in vomit anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) True. Oh, Hammy's asleep. I have both animals in the room with me right now, you guys. Because the weather is weird. So my dog completely took over my side of the bed, including my pregnancy pillow. He's finally discovered that (laughs) and how glorious it is. And so he's all snuggled up and now dead ass asleep. (laughs) because <laughs> i gave him i gave him calming treats because the weather was weird and then i have kitty all curled up down here at the bottom because she's on a diet and she's mad at me it because she's fat she her is. belly is about to touch the ground it is she's a chubster i love her so much <laughs> she she grew accustomed to the home life so quickly <laughs> uh yeah she did she's rotten and now every time I'm in the kitchen, she comes in and wants treats. And I'm like, dude, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, give that baby All some right. treats. Oh, I did. I still sneak her a little bit, but <laughs> she's not getting, she, I'm not keeping her bowl full all the time anymore because she doesn't know how to ration herself yeah. anymore. <laughs> so now she eats until she throws up. Oh, yikes. So, Yeah. Ooh. She's on rations because <laughs> she can't control herself. She really likes the food, which is good. Yeah, but she needs control, portion control. Yeah, <laughs> portion control for sure. Also, guys, is there just... a Weight Watchers for cats? <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, if you can just keep my guinea pig in your thoughts, she's having a oh, rough yeah. time. 
So, got some skin problems going on, but I finally found a vet that gave a shit. So, that's good news. Um, hopefully, this will go away really quickly. Um, yeah, the vets in Bowling Green are rough. Yeah. I'll but, just say it. Yeah, I got really scared. So, I, like, I picked her up the other day, and, like, I noticed that a lot of her hair was gone, and that her skin was just kind of crusty, and I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, you were fine two days ago. Like, um... Yeah. So... Poor baby. Yeah. She'll be okay. Yeah. I think she'll be alright. I think she Just will, have to too. to watch her closely. Yeah, I, th- I think I caught it in time, so... Yeah. Which you probably wouldn't have if the, if we hadn't been on shutdown. Like, I was just thinking yeah. that, like, my, um, at my, at my appointment, you know, they were, you know, um, the doctor told me that my weight's back on track and all that stuff. And it's mm-hmm. because, like, I've been making, because I've been able to actually, like, eat a real breakfast. Like, I've been making breakfast burritos with, like, three or four eggs in them. And then, like, mm-hmm. with an avocado in there and cheese and Greek yogurt. And, like, I wouldn't be able to do that if I was working. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I I don't know. Can you make shit like that ahead of time and then it have it still taste good? Like, I don't know. You know, it's. Yeah. No, you can't. So, I mean, there's that. I've I've been able to eat really, really well and keep my protein up really well mm-hmm. because I've been home. So. We have too. You know. We've been eating. And a- I've been able to. I've been able to take really good care of my skin. I don't have any stretch marks yet because I've been able to take my time and get out of the shower and put lotion all over myself and my stretch mark cream everywhere. And like, it's, I don't know. (sighs) Good. I couldn't imagine being able to take this good a care of myself if I was still working while I was pregnant. Yeah. So I'm trying to see the silver lining. I'm really thankful that we're, that the whole world has had a break. I think it yeah. was much needed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the emissions are down by like 50% and mm-hmm. it's crazy. I got the gas. The is down yeah. and. I got gas for the gas first time in nothing. like six weeks and I filled up for less than $17. That's oh, yeah, never girl. happened. <sighs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it while it was cheap. I was like, I'm not fucking going anywhere for a while. Might as well. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we get started? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If we sound tired, it's because this is going to be a bummer episode, you guys. (laughs) And I'm sorry. It is, but it needs to be talked about, especially right now. It it does, especially in the context of what's going on right now, because some people are... Well, I'll explain in a minute. Okay, so um, this week we are talking about... Domestic, domestic abuse. abuse. So, of course, this is relevant right now because, thankfully, Kay and I are not in a situation where we're quarantined with anyone who abuses us. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people who are right now. And so it's important to make sure that we keep those people in our thoughts while we're sitting and knitting or whatever we're doing to pass the time. That yeah. some people, for some people, the quarantine hasn't been hasn't been a break. So, um but also like domestic abuse hotlines have been slammed in the past couple of months. Um so just whatever you can do um like if you know someone who is not in a great situation, um 
just who can safely come quarantine with you or something yeah i don't know what to do there i I do know that the crime is down a lot Mm -hmm. right now crime is way 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 down so if you do know for a fact that someone's being abused call the fucking cops like they need work yeah um (laughs) (laughs) so uh give them a call and they actually have the time right now to actually take that kind of stuff seriously so yeah don't be afraid to call the cops for sure right now it's not going to be the blow off or it shouldn't be the blow off that it usually is which is what blows Mm -hmm. um and i think that's mainly so let me let's of course let's start with a definition okay so um The first known use of the term domestic violence in a modern context, meaning violence in the home, um, was... Oh, well, I'm not going to do this. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about parliament and things. Basically, it means violence in the home. So, um, domestic abuse could be elder... It it falls over elder abuse, child abuse, partner abuse... um, Elder abuse. Did I say elder abuse? I yeah. can't remember. <laughs> and other violent acts between family members, basically. Um, it could be both men. It could be men against women and women against men. It happens both ways. I definitely am friends with a guy who was um, domestically abused by his girlfriend for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, like, as in smacked in the face with frying pans and spatulas and things like that all the time. Like, God. legit violence. Yeah. Not great. Um so <laughs> it definitely goes both ways and it definitely needs to be taken seriously both ways. It's not funny when women ag- abuse men and it's also not something to be turned away from or normalized when men abuse women. Yeah. Um, and of course, we all know that child and elder abuse is horrifying. And that's that's the stuff that tends to get more attention, mm-hmm. I think, and taken more seriously. Uh, the problem, The problem with spousal abuse and you know partner violence is that it the victims tend to be blamed a lot more because it's so much harder to leave Mm -hmm. cps can't come and rescue you you know what i'm saying like when you're a kid it's not like your teacher can report it and get you out of there it's it's very very different um and I do want to plug this real fast at the top of the show. Of course, we are not paid by HBO. But if you <laughs> want a really, really good depiction of um, a domestic violence relationship, Big Little Lies has a great one. Oh, a good. great example of how truly entrenched in the relationship the violence is and how imbe- like it's it was it's embedded a lot of times it's embedded in your sex life yeah so um i mean we talked a lot about marriage last week so um we all know that sometimes you know people get busy and uh the older you get and the more you get into your career and the more you have kids and things like that like it can affect your sex life and so when it's when you fight and the fight turns violent and then it leads to crazy awesome makeouts uh, makeup sex and that's your whole sex life, it can be really hard to pull away from that. You know what I'm saying? Especially when the sex is really good. Even though, you know, I mean, it can be really rough and violent and scary, but at the same time, some people are into that sometimes, and it can get get confusing because you can start to confuse fear with with thrill Mm -hmm. and pleasure, and it can be a way for them to keep control, for the abuser to keep control of their victim. Yeah. Um, so 
And it's just so much more nuanced and so much more complicated than people realize, especially when you have kids involved and things like that. And especially like in this relationship, they thought that the mom, um, which it's Nicole Kidman's character on uh, Big Little Lies, and her Mm -hmm. husband is played by the beautiful and amazing Alexander Skarsgård, who I'm 100% in love with, Um, (laughs) which is why I had to go back and rewatch True Blood, because that's where I fell in love with him. Eric Northman can get it, and he is my husband. So... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would a thousand percent choose Eric over Bill any day. Team Eric, done. Okay. So, <laughs> um, anyway, um, <clears throat> but she thought that they kept it away from the kids enough that they wouldn't, it wouldn't affect their boys. Like they have twin boys mm-hmm. and then, it, you know, things unfold to where they, she finds out that the boys are being violent at school. And I think she also ends up finding a video that they accidentally took where they caught her husband beating the shit out of her oh and you know that's that's kind of that ends up being the catalyst so she's like okay so it's not they know what happens like it's not i'm I'm not keeping this from them it's not just my business it's not just affecting me you know what i mean yeah so that she that's when you know she makes the decision to leave and it's of course it's very very hard because of course he's gonna say oh no well i'm gonna change i promise i'm gonna get help we're gonna fix it i can't live without you you know i mean it just Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's it starts with an explosion of anger and and beating and bruises and all this stuff and then it turns he he gets really sweet afterwards and it's you know it might be months before it happens again and he because he's being apologetic and so then you feel bad and you know they cry and oh i'm so sorry i'm just so broken only you can fix me and you know it's it's really hard it's very manipulative it's not as easy as just walking out the door i just wanted to make sure that that was said yeah so Ooh. i feel like people get judged really hard yeah they for do that kind of stuff victim and it's it's victim blaming is not rampant okay. and domestic abuse cases and it's horrible because anyone can be abused it doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter how old you are doesn't matter if you're male or you're female it it just can you still hear me yeah i can still hear you sorry my bluetooth thing is like freaking out right now okay no it's okay Uh, (laughs) it was acting like i had a call coming and i was like there's not a call coming what are you talking about it like says it in your ear it's like incoming call oh yeah this and then it said disconnected and i was like what (laughs) sorry okay (laughs) no it's okay Um, but anyway so this also this happens in same-sex relationships it happens in heterosexual relationships it happens it happens in both so just to let everyone know and um I also, speaking of that, wanted to throw out a few statistics as far okay. as, um, well, okay, actually, let let me start over. Um, so there's different forms that this can take. Um, of course, the first is physical, which we all are aware of. Um, that can be strangulation. Um, ooh, here's, I mean, it can be anything from strangling to hitting, punching, uh apparently denying medical care is in there which is terrifying um sleep deprivation forced drug or alcohol abuse um and then of course the saddest is when it results in um homicide yeah 
So, um, and if pregnancy puts women at higher risk to be abused, um, which is really sad. Um, and also that can be, pregnancy can be used as a form of control mm-hmm. as well. Um, that's also depicted in Big Little Lies. Uh, you know, she, he, she stays home with, she stays home. She doesn't work because she has an anxiety disorder and it made it really hard. She had a really hard like break, like a psychotic break while they were trying to get pregnant because it was really hard. Like she had a lot of problems yeah, and stuff. And so she, she quit working. She was a lawyer, like a really good one too. Oh wow. And then like their kids are like in kindergarten now and or first grade and she's going to go help her, help her friend out with a legal matter. And then he freaks out and he's like, I didn't know you were going back to work. And then he, he's like, well, what about how bad it was when you were trying to get pregnant? She's like, I'm not trying to get pregnant. It's fine. Like I'm not even being paid. It's not even going to go to court. Yeah. It's just, I'm just going to go help my friend out. And then that night in bed, he's like, let's have another baby. Oh my God. You see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. in, it, it's, it, there's a control oh, well, I want, I want you all to myself and this is how I can make that happen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it also really sucks because he's like a really good dad too. Like he's great with their kids. So it's, a, again, she's like, I don't want to deprive my kids of having their dad around. I'll get, an, I'll take the punches if my kids can have their father. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. it's very nuanced. Sorry, I went off on another ta- tangent about Big Little Lies. That show's amazing. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Um, so, of course, we have physical. Um, and then there's, of course, sexual abuse, which involves, um, of course, marital rape, uh, which is a real thing. Yes, you can rape your spouse. Um, incest, reproductive coercion, all of this kind of crazy stuff, uh, which, of course, we've been over and over and over um, in multiple episodes. <laughs> so we're not going to deep dive there at all. There's, of course, emotional abuse, which I think we've done an entire episode of. Mm-hmm. Um Third that episode. of course falls under this pa- yeah falls under this this pattern here um so that's you know just threats intimidation dehumanizing or systematically undermining self-worth um if you guys what is it the third episode yep yeah if you guys want a whole a whole episode on that one go on back in the backlog to episode three we have an entire episode um covering emotional abuse because Kay and i are both uh, survivors of emotional abuse yeah um and then there's economic abuse, which is one that was new to me, but oh, makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. So economic abuse or financial abuse is a form of abuse when one intimate partner has control over the other partner's access to economic resources. So this is when like marital assets are used as a means of control. Mm-hmm. Um, and economic abuse may involve preventing a spouse from resource acquisition, limiting what the victim can use, or by otherwise exploiting economic resources of the victim. Mm-hmm. Um, so economic abuse diminishes the victim's capacity to support themselves, which means that they're completely dependent on their abuser. Yeah. Um, and it reduces access to education, employment, career advancement, and um, an asset acquirement or whatever, like meaning like maybe they don't they don't put your name on the lease of the house or they don't put your name on the car. They have control over your car. Mm-hmm. Their name's on the title. But, it, um, you know, yeah, they I force um, you to stop working and stay home. That kind of thing. Sorry. Yeah. You've, you've experienced this, haven't you? Oh, yeah. A uh, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. This is one reason why I will not like I when I 
get into a long-term relationship, I will have my own account and I will create a shared account for us to like put money in for bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will not let anyone's name other than my own be on my title. Um, it took me... Oh, yeah. I mean, it took me... We both have separate... We, we don't have each other's names on our car titles at all. Yeah. I mean, we're on the insurance together, mm-hmm. but... Not not no. on the car. <laughs> because that... Not on the car title. No. Yeah. That took two years for me to get my grandmother's name off my title. Um, mm-hmm. when, when I first got my first car, it was given to me, but... Um, it was put under mine and my grandmother's name instead of mine and my mother's name because my aunt had a problem with my mom. And um, it was also a form of control. It was, her name is on the title. You have to be nice to her. You have to do all this stuff for her. You have to run all these errands for her. Um, Or she can take the car away. Um, Right. Yeah. And that's... exactly what it means by like holding an asset over your head yeah yeah it it, so it took many and also sorry continue what it took many trips to the dmv to (laughs) get uh her name off the title um it took having someone witness her signing the car over to me Mm -hmm. it took I mean, it was just wow. hoop after hoop after hoop after hoop after hoop. There was and one then, day where and then I... And the car died. Yeah. <laughs> and then the car died and you bought a new one and yeah. we're good. Yeah. Freedom! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it took like 10 trips to the DMV. <laughs> just, it's... Ugh. Yeah, it's not fun. That's... Ugh, no. I would have just driven it into a pond, I think. I hate the fucking DMV. Oh my god. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, so this can also include like forcing or pressuring a family member to sign documents to Mm -hmm. sell things or to change a will. Yep. Um, so like when we hear those stories about women who get with men or, well, I guess people who get with other people and then they force them to like change them to the beneficiary of all of their shit. Yeah. And then like a week later, the person's dead like that. Yeah. That is a form of that abuse that just speaks to the dynamic of the relationship. And as someone who... Um, has been through a lot financially with my husband. Um, I will tell you that nothing on earth, nothing on earth will make a fight escalate like money issues. Yeah. It's incredibly embarrassing, especially in our culture. I know it's not like that in like Eastern cultures are a little bit more, uh, loose lipped when Mm -hmm. it comes to money and things like that. But, Mm -hmm. um, there's a level of trust when you share a bank account and there's a level of communication that has to happen when you're in a relationship about money and it's very very intimate it's almost more i would say it's more intimate than sex yeah um i don't know why but um a fight will escalate so quickly and you can make someone feel so small just with money I mean, it's, it's because our, and so this, our this, society this is where it can start. It. And then, well, yeah. And also, I mean, it's, it's embarrassing if you're yeah. not good with money. It's a source of real shame in our culture. Mm-hmm. And because everyone thinks they should be rich and everyone thinks that they're good with money and they're not. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's definitely a skill that needs to be taught in high school more for sure, because it's not easy <laughs> when you're just flung out into the world and not everybody and can learn that and figure at home. out how to budget 
Yeah. Huh? Not everybody can learn that at home. It's not like no. there's a certain set no. of skills that my parents never talked about money. Yeah. There's a certain set of skills that um, educators expect to be taught in the home. And that's just not that's not feasible. That's not a practical one. No. And I mean, my parents never talked about money because we were thankfully I mean, I had a very blessed childhood in that we were very comfortable we didn't struggle mm-hmm. my parents were very very smart with their money and like saved up saved up a college fund I don't have any student debt like they paid cash for money for me so I never even saw them struggle mm-hmm. which I and I never saw them really have to make any tough choices as far as money went which is hard was ended up being kind of hard for me because I had the opposite experience when I graduated, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I had $2 in my bank account at one point because the world has changed for our generation. Yep. Jobs are not as as frequent and it's it's much harder to get hired and change careers and do all kinds of things in the job market. It's just rough. So, I mean, I was working full-time hours with part on part-time money, you know, with no health insurance and, (laughs) you know, living on my friend's couch. And I never saw... You know, I mean, I never saw my parents have to say, oh, well, I guess I can't go to the movie because we need to eat lunch. You know, I never yeah. I never saw that exchange happen. So I and thankfully had a roommate who who did see that happen when she was growing up and she was really good at budgeting and she taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, Nikki. Love you. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> um, she literally like sat down. We sat down on her bed one day and I was like, OK, teach me because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially like when I was single like at one point my you know right after I graduated I moved in with uh my ex and you know when when we broke up and we didn't have dual income or any of that kind of stuff I didn't have any kind of cushion you know Mm -hmm. and especially then I was I was having to pay for this whole apartment by myself too and I was like I've gotta I mean I have to eat yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know so um it, you know, it, it was really great to have that to fall back on. But this this is a big one here. And I think it's a red flag that a lot of people um, overlook because it's easy to overlook it because we don't want to think about money. <laughs> yeah. You know, but this is one that definitely is where it can start. And then it can definitely escalate and crescendo into a retaliation that includes physical, sexual, or emotional abuse as well. I would definitely say it goes, it would start like economic to emotional to physical Mm -hmm. that would be the evolution there um again just because our i just know how how entrenched our emotions are in our money i mean it's if someone saw your bank account it would be literally it would be like them autopsying you you yeah i mean it's just it's crazy so um Burr, 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 burr. there's so much information it's crazy <laughs> um i also wanted to point out real quick um there there is a whole there, there's a lot of numbers that get thrown around um but i do want to emphasize how how underreported this actually is too. Mm-hmm. So any number that you do see, I would almost say double it. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to point out that there is a high, high level of this 
um, in the LGBTQ community as well. Um, not necessarily in our relation, like in relationships, but at home, mm-hmm. you know, before, before, like, you know, especially when you're, you're a child, mm-hmm. um, there's a high level of, let me see if I can find this real quick. Sorry. This is a big chunk. <laughs> okay. Um, so like as in, in 2014, national surveys indicated that anywhere from 25 to 50% of gay and bisexual males have experienced physical violence from a partner. Mm-hmm. There's that. Um, so it's definitely very high in the male gay community. That's a big number yeah. right there. Um, and then, of course, as far as women, um, it says uh, do, 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 uh, the CDC released the 2010 results of their National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey mm-hmm. and reported 44% of lesbian women, 61% of bisexual women, 35% of heterosexual women experienced domestic violence in their lifetime. So it is, it's higher in the gay community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's even higher the highest is in the bisexual community. Oh, yeah. Um, and it doesn't include trans in here, but I'm sure that that's even higher. Oh, um, yeah. I don't have numbers for that. Um, and again, that's incredibly underreported as well. There was a great video that BuzzFeed put out a few years ago. I think it was BuzzFeed. Um, it was depicting this lesbian couple that like went on a trip with their friends and like mm-hmm. one of the girls was being abused by the other and the other like was emotionally abusive the entire trip. I mean, it was a rough oh, no. video. Um, but it was it was a good message because it was like this can happen in any relationship. Oh yes. And like it can happen in friendships for fuck's yeah. sake. Oh yeah. Um Oh my goodness, it's crazy. Yeah. Um trying to think where to go next um i do think that we do need to it it's not just something that we need to just keep talking about and talking about though mm-hmm. the underreporting happens because a lot of law enforcement still doesn't take it seriously and that's because of just how entrenched it still is in our culture yeah um i mean think about it i mean i know i'm talking about a lot about this being uh male on female but a lot it does go both ways um but it is infinitely higher in, in among the female population so um as far as survivors and and victims go um and i think it's important to kind of remember that you know before the rage <laughs> completely engulfs us all um that it wasn't long ago that women didn't have any rights you know mm-hmm. um I mean, it's been, what, 100 years? Yeah. Now? <laughs> like, this year? That, that we've legally been told that we're people in the Constitution <laughs> or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, there were many, many laws that made it okay to beat your wife if, it, if the stick wasn't bigger than your thumb or something like that, you know? I mean, it's yeah. just, it's still very entrenched. There's still a lot of misogyny. Um, and there's still a lot of stigma and a lot of judgment surrounding people who are in these kind of relationships because everyone keeps saying, why don't they just leave? And again, that's what I'm trying to emphasize is that it's not as easy as it sounds. Mm -hmm. Um, And just in general, um, 
it says, so there's a really good quote here. It says, according to violence against women and families and relationships, quote, globally, wife beating is seen as justified in some circumstances by the majority of the population in various countries, most commonly in situations of actual or suspected infidelity by wives or their, quote, disobedience toward a husband or partner. So there's still that belief is still so entrenched. And I think we're like... In our gener, it's gonna be probably. An- I feel like I heard that it, there's gonna. It's it'll, it'll be like another two hundred years before we actually achieve gender equality, mm-hmm. fully. I mean, but the good thing is that we're on. You know, we we are in the process right now, and we have such a great generation. I think yeah. you and me, and each generation it gets better, um, as long as people parent and people are observant. Mm-hmm. Um, and watch their, you know, watch their language <laughs> and um, are kind to one another then and do their best to see both sides, then I think we will definitely get there and we're doing our best to accelerate that number because we want it. 200 years is too long. Yeah. But, you know, th- we are finally getting to a point where, I mean, if my child is a girl, I'm okay with bringing a girl into this world. Mm-hmm. You know, now I feel like that we, we're, we're at the best that we could be. Mm-hmm. that we've ever been and we still that still doesn't mean we're great but <laughs> it's definitely i think we're at the best that we've ever been and the more we talk about it and the more that these kinds of relationships and these kind of situations are depicted in the media and depicted on tv shows and shown the nuances and the layers and shown that these people can get out and shown su- solutions and shown support you know that we can definitely make a difference and it can definitely it it it, it will definitely go down yeah that's what i believe as long as it's depicted accurately it's not one slap and then the girl walks out the door that's not how it works <laughs> yeah no <laughs> you know it's very entrenched and very layered and i think it's important to remember that so um is there anything else you think i need to cover i don't think so because I, th- I i feel like we're good Mm-hmm. Um, this is again very, very broad. Um, let me see. Okay, there's a little blurb here about men. Hang on, just a second. Men who are uh, men survivors. Okay. Um, because we really only hear about females, which you know, girl power. We can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but um, it's definitely. I mean, you know, it's they're the eighty percent. Yeah. Women are the female women and f- those who identify as female are the uh the the 80% of this whole thing but it's 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 important not to ignore the 20%. So real quick, let me just read this thing about men. Um so domestic violence against men includes physical, emotional and sexual forms of abuse including mutual violence, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um Male domestic violence victims may be reluctant to get help. See, and this is one that's really underreported because men aren't going to want, they don't generally, not all men, of course, but generally men don't want to, they're afraid of getting made fun of. Yeah. Oh, you got beat up by a girl or you know what I'm saying. Um, Of course, if you're, if you're gay, you're probably more likely to because, I mean, it's not like you're getting, again, it's not like you're getting beat up by somebody who's quote unquote beneath you. Yeah. Societally speaking, it's, you know, um, but that, of course, could also depend on the region you're from. And if you're in Alabama, I wouldn't, (laughs) you know. Yeah. But nothing against Alabama. You're a beautiful state, but your laws are shit. Um, (laughs) 
So um, it says male domestic violence victims may be reluctant to get help for various reasons. Uh, one study investigated whether women who assaulted their male partners were more likely to avoid arrest even when the male contacts the police and found that, quote, police are particularly unlikely to arrest women who assault their male partners, unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason being that they, quote, assume that the man can protect himself from his female partner and that a woman's violence is not as dangerous unless she assaults someone other than her partner, unquote. Yeah. Which is bullshit. <laughs> um, ask my friend who got literally whacked across the face with a cast, I- cast iron skillet. Jesus. Yeah. Not cool. Um, another study concluded there is, quote, some support for the qualitative research suggesting that court personnel are responsive to the gendered asymmetry of intimate partner violence and, and uh, sorry, and may view female intimate violence perpetrators more as victims than offenders. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people, because there's so much ma- male versus female violence, I mean, and I'm guilty of this, too. I'm going to go ahead and admit that. I'm not perfect. I'm guilty of this, too. I are, I mean, I hear something like that, and my first thought is, all right, well, what did you do? Yeah. Like, did who were you fucking? Like, <laughs> did you deserve it? Mm-hmm. And that's not fair, because no one deserves to be whacked in the face with a skillet unless they've, like, literally murdered all of your children in front of you. Yeah. I'll go ahead and throw that caveat in <laughs> if they've Or if they've murdered your dog, I will kill them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, buddy. You're being so good. I'm so proud of you. He's just looking at me like, are you fucking kidding me? Shut <laughs> up. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> you gave me the good treats. Just let me... <laughs> hmm Let me ride this high. Mm-hmm. Patchouli and chamomile. <laughs> and melatonin. I love you, buddy. All right. All right. Well... I am ready for a break. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> Me too. This has been such a funny episode. Yeah. It's been hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. No, it's a rager for sure. Yeah. But um, I do want to say before we take a break real quick, there are lots of hotlines. There are lots of people who are amazing enough to, um, you know, there's a lot of amazing people who are copy and pasting like Facebook statuses, mm-hmm. um, plenty of people who are open to helping you if you are trapped currently in a quarantine with someone who is abusing you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it may not always be easy to have a phone, um, but if you can get to a piece of technology and reach out, definitely don't hesitate to reach out to law enforcement, reach out to the hotlines, Any anyone who's posted one of those statuses that they're, you know, okay with opening their home to you and that kind of thing i honestly can't i wish that i could but i am high risk right now so i can't let anyone into my home Mm -hmm. um which sucks but there are plenty of people out there who are able to and who want to help you i want to help you i just can't which sucks yeah um but i wish that i could if i wasn't pregnant i definitely would be one of those people who are who's who's posting that status so, um, you can also just reach out and DM those people and they'll call the hotline for you, mm-hmm. um, or reach out to law enforcement for you and hopefully be able to get you out of that situation. So I've don't, seen, don't hesitate to. Yeah. I've seen posts where people have like put up code sentences that you can send yes. to them and they'll call the police for you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Because the thing is that I feel like, especially as someone who is married, thankfully, um, I've been lucky enough to be quarantined with my lovely partner Mm -hmm. and it can bring you closer together or it can expose your flaws. So it's definitely a high risk, high reward situation. Yeah. Um, thankfully I've been in the other category (laughs) and it's brought us closer and we've had so much fun together since this all started. Mm -hmm. Um, but it definitely, you know, if we were in a bad place, I could see it spinning the other way. So especially if you don't have a way to get out of the house, like my poor brother is stuck literally in his apartment. I mean, they're fine. Like (laughs) he and his wife are totally fine. Like they're, they're okay, but you know, it's, they're newlyweds. They're fine. But, Mm -hmm. um, they're filling the time, believe me. (laughs) Um, but, um, you know, they're literally stuck in their two bedroom apartment because they can't even go out for a walk because everyone's out for a walk and they can't maintain distance. Mm -hmm. So, they don't feel like they can maintain distance. Ooh, sorry, I keep burping. Okay. Uh, they don't feel like they can maintain distance safely. So if you're literally stuck and trapped inside with nothing but a balcony, it can be very, very hard, especially, you know, vitamin D deprivation and all that shit. It can really can really go to your head. So just be careful. Look out for each other. And uh, yeah. yeah, we're all here for each other. We all got to stick together. Couldn't have said it better. All right, ready for a break? I am ready for a break. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, you okay? Hello, everyone. Do you have the Rona? <laughs> Are you going to give me the Rona? I, no, I don't <laughs> have the Rona. I ran out of my allergy medicine Aww. on Thursday, and my pharmacy is a local pharmacy that makes no sense, so <laughs> they don't text you to give you a re- to let you know that your prescription's out and to let you refill by text message was this is the easiest thing to do yeah. until two days after it's already gone. So oh. and now it's Saturday and they're not open on the weekends. So Monday come Monday I will be quite sick. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I've just been doing it's over my asthma. It's my singular, so it's my asthma and allergy medicine, so I am particularly high risk for the Rona (laughs) at the moment. (laughs) For the fucking Rona. (laughs) This motherfucker has Mm -hmm. the Rona. (laughs) I mean, if I catch a respiratory infection, I'm just going to have to hotbox tea tree oil steam and hope that that (laughs) kills it, because I'm not going to the fucking doctor. Yeah. My dad said something that um, private... I know this is totally off topic, but... um, Sorry, guys, but my dad, this blew my mind because I didn't even think about this. I was, you know, we're just thinking about how crazy everyone's and cr- how hard everyone's working at the hospitals. Mm-hmm. My uh, my cousin's wife works at a um, at a private practice, though, mm-hmm. and they like she's only working every other week because their business is so down because nobody everyone's afraid to go to the doctor right now. Yeah. Telehealth is so, going to be like, the new future of Kentucky healthcare. At, at least it's going to be interesting. Hear. Yeah. Everyone's going to go back to home remedies. <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> Just drink some whiskey. Oh my God. My stupid thing will not stop. Carrie's having some technical difficulties. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm having some technical difficulties with my Bluetooth. Elevator music. Um, I might... Well, I would switch to my real headphones, but who knows where my husband has taken those? Because <laughs> if he can't find his, he just takes mine. 
because he always, <laughs> he knows mine are always in the same spot and then he has a pile of not of nonsense on top of his dresser and i'm not going to try to dig through that so i'm just going to have to if i ask you to repeat yourself you'll know why it's because something <laughs> because this voice said disconnected second okay. device connected in my ear over top of you speaking so <laughs> <laughs> i think the title of the episode is just going to be disconnected disconnected <laughs> that's funny i, I oh, mean it God. works on so many levels no don't do that <laughs> i'm i'm <laughs> it kidding has nothing to do with the topic <laughs> people are gonna be like what <laughs> i think they're already oh, like what when they see the titles yeah, of fair. these episodes that's fair like when i quoted the zodiac killer <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm that was an interesting one I stand by that. It was good. It was very nonsensical. I loved it. Thank you. All right, let's go. All right, let's go. So, um, I wanted to take a look at, um, domestic abuse survivors that are male. And I found this really great website. It's Australia-based. It's called oneandthree.com.au. Um, and they had some really great stories from survivors. And uh, this one, there were a lot of layers to it. And I thought nice. it was one of the more interesting ones. Um, it's just called Chris's Personal Story. Um, and I'm guessing all the names have been changed. Well, he doesn't really... I'm I'm guessing the names have been changed, but he also like doesn't give names of anyone in the story. Um, True, but and Chris yeah. is a pretty general name. So. Yeah, I'm just making sure people know <laughs> that like it's probably not about your neighbor, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and also before I get into this, um, I did find a great website for um our American listeners, um, that are male okay. because I know that they're are some of you um and (laughs) and if there's anchor updated their demographics yeah thank you we know things now (laughs) we know things about you (laughs) we know things about our listeners um yes it's lovely some very interesting things i might add (laughs) yes (laughs) it was an eye-opener yeah (laughs) so hello to all of you 60 and you're listening to this hi we love you (laughs) <laughs> we do. I don't hate all old people. I've just We're met- also confused. <laughs> yeah. I have just met a lot of unpleasant ones, but I'm sure you're very pleasant. Um Yes. Especially and if you listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> um but I did find this website called domesticshelters.org. Um and it has a lot of great articles. Um it has a place where you can put in your zip code and they can find a shelter or a place where you can go that's safe, that's near you. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, wonderful website. Highly recommend it. And there is a button at the top where you can leave it quickly if um, you're not in a safe oh, place. Oh, nice. Um, yes. Yeah, it's a green button that you cannot miss at the very top of the screen. So um, <coughs> that changes. Yeah, changes yeah. what you're looking at. Yep. That's great. Yeah. They think of everything. They do. It's really wonderful. Um, but this is Chris's personal story and I'm just reading it the way it's been written 
uh, when it comes to stories from survivors, I think that their voice needs to be heard. So, um, there are a couple of things. I agree. There are a couple of... And before anyone thinks that that's sexist, like, women women survivors have had their voices heard for years. Yeah. And in a multiple, multiple, multiple ways. Um, and I, I think it's important... Like you said, it's imp- this is what we do here is we talk about the stuff that people don't want to talk about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Don't add, don't come at us with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm sure there will be many, many more stories of female abuse and survivors throughout yeah. this podcast because it you can't have crime stuff without it popping up. Yeah, but so. I just thought that this was this was the way I wanted to go for the story. I felt yeah. like it was. It was on my heart that this needed to be talked about. So um, there are a couple of things in here that might not make a whole lot of sense because we're American and we don't use the same terms, but I do define them real quick. So you all shouldn't be lost. Um, All right. So Chris's personal story. My family is one of those out of the ordinary families when it comes to domestic violence. For years growing up during childhood, whilst dad would be at work, my mother would mentally and physically abuse my sister and I. She always wanted to get rid of dad because she didn't see him as someone to show off to people. I put it this way because mom uses inanimate objects and her own living, breathing family members as nothing but status icons. Mom would occasionally... Oh, no. Yep. So we have one she of those people. She kind of sounds people. like a Karen. She does, right? Um, there was a Reddit post that I saw yesterday that said, like, people who are married to Karens, what's that like? (laughs) And it was a lot, some of them were actually really funny, and a lot of them were people who are, like, we're divorced now, like, or it was, like, my mom is a Karen, or my sister-in-law is, or whatever, and it's, Mm -hmm. like, all these people who are, like, we are nothing, they are, like, people are not people to these people, like, yeah, (laughs) they, they, there's like everyone's seen as a status symbol or they are entitled that they're entitled to like for example there was a really funny one well it wasn't funny but it was the tamest one that i saw Uh uh-huh was they were at like a fast food place Mm -hmm. and uh the mom like ordered four burgers like one for everyone in the car and then after the the clerk like handed them their bag she grabbed one of the burgers out and hit it in the car and then like yelled at the person that they only got three when they ordered four and he was like no i no i distinctly remember putting four in there and she's like well they're not here and like threw a huge bit and then in front of her children and then got her fourth burger and drove away and was like i knew it i just went they, these are so expensive that they owe me one or whatever what the they owe fuck? Me extra one yeah like and their her kids were just sitting there like what this is wrong and there oh. were some really good ones where people had then, like, sat down with their their parent or their sister or whatever and been like, hey, like, I don't find that. Like, especially there was one where he was like, so I talked to my mom about it and she realized that I don't respect that kind of behavior. And so she actually put in an effort, like, realized that I don't look up to her when she acts like that. And so, like, I, yeah. she put in an actual effort to change, mm-hmm. which was great. But most of them were not like that. <laughs> Oh my god! And I don't feel like I don't feel like that's a that's a sexist term because there were lots of people that said my dad is a Karen and stuff like that. Too. Yeah, like, I don't I don't feel like it's a sexist term. It's just a term no. for someone who's a narcissistic asshole and doesn't give a shit 
about other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My poor mother so. is a Karen. Well, she's but not. She's not. She's, she's not a Karen. <laughs> but like, I meant, I meant her name is Karen. But her name is a. Karen. There were some really funny posts like that too. Who was like, my wife is a Karen, but she's the sweetest person ever, and she would like to speak to someone about this term. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that that came out so wrong. Like her name is Karen, but she's not an mm. asshole to people. <laughs> no. Yes. Um, yes. But. Unless you forget to ask if she wants food. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh. JK. JK. That's uh, how she was raised. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's not her fault. No. I uh. love your mom. <laughs> Thank you. I love her, too. She's a sweetheart. She is. She's been really good about this whole And a really thing. good cook. Yeah. Ugh. Um, I wish she would cook sometime when I'm actually when I'm there because every time she cooks like we've just gotten food (laughs) (laughs) and then I look at her delicious food well you'll you'll get to have some of her lasagna in a few months yay (laughs) um we we have a lot of fun cooking together so that'll be fun for us um yeah yeah. Anyway, back to this horrible story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but mom would occasionally attack someone and get police involved and would attempt to manipulate or coerce my sister and I into falsifying statements or lie to people no. in order to get dad into trouble. Mm-hmm. <gasps> okay, so that's straight up illegal. <laughs> yeah. You can get in a lot of trouble for false abuse allegations and things like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it don't worry it gets worse um, oh yay thanks i hate it <laughs> you're welcome we're we're only on the first page um no. as years passed and my sister and i became teenagers and later transitioned into young adulthood things began to escalate one night my mother chucked dad's work bag at my face and put a hole in the wall behind me as his bottle missed my head I phoned the police and they made the situation much worse. Despite calling them and showing where and how I was attacked, including my facial injuries, they did nothing. Instead, my mother told them that my dad attacked her and they took him to the station for questioning and made an IVO, which is a restraining order, for my mother against him. That is so fucked up. Right? Because then that discounts... That, that makes it seem like when people are telling, like, it's it's a cry wolf situation. This is mm-hmm. why people are like, oh, well, did he, did he really rape her? Or did she just want his money now? Like, yeah. It, it, it's people like this that get sensationalized, and then the fucking media runs with it, and it sows doubt, and then people don't believe sur- actual survivors. Yeah. Oh, fuck this lady. <laughs> she, oh, she gets worse. Um, she sucks. Yeah. He couldn't return home that night and slept at a petrol station. On another occasion, oh, I chose to leave with... man. Right? On another lo- occasion, I chose to leave with my dad and slept in the trunk of our car just to get away from my mom. It was my fault as I got attacked by my mom and called police. A sergeant from the police told me, You're a 20-year-old male. I doubt your mother could attack you. Grow the fuck up. <gasps> oh my god! Yep. Oh, you- I'm sorry. A 20-year-old anyone can be attacked by anyone. Yeah. 
oh my god you're gonna hate the australian police and justice system (laughs) once we're done with this because it does not get better um that's in australia is dark yeah that's just one prime example of how male victims are treated and goes to show how dodgy the police can be men beware when you're a victim of domestic violence don't rely on the police They'll just turn around and slap you, your son, your brother, or your father with an IVO for no reason, and they may also not be allowed to return home. But it doesn't end there. My mother is a narcissist. Anything that goes wrong or anything she does wrong, she'd go into denial mode or blame the nearest person, causing heated arguments. Eventually, after her constant physical attacks, my sister and I took out IVOs against her, and the police and crisis assessment team locked her up in a psych ward for a while. Dad... Mm. Dad being dad, loving mom too much despite all the wrong she's done to him and their own children, convinced us to remove our IVOs. I still remember that day. See, it's so layered. Right? Ugh. My sister and I had a massive argument with him in the magistrate's court and all the way back home. Even the magistrate and police warned him not to take this path. Fast forward to 2019. After allowing our mother to breach our orders, we failed to remove them and return to our lives. The trouble began again. She put up this remorseful facade towards dad, but she wasn't fooling me or my sister. Skip to February, I was enjoying another 35 plus degree scorcher in the pool. This is Celsius. <laughs> my mother. So that's <laughs> what in fake temperature that we use over here? Uh. Fahrenheit makes no sense. No, it does not. 95 degrees. Okay. Ooh, that's a hot day. Yeah. Um, my mother was screaming like a banshee, verbally abusing my dad and sister. She was angry why I asked her to help me pay ha- my house bills as everyone helped me but her. So, this, uh, the person writing this owns the house and his dad and his sister help pay bills and as their mom is living with them now he's asked her to help out and she flipped the fuck out um my god things escalated when i heard loud bangs and my sister screaming for help so i bolted inside almost slipping on the floorboards as i was soaking wet my sister was struck in the head and haunched over clutching her face crying hysterically my mother was kneeling and filming my sister breathing heavily looking like she had done something exhausting my dad came and helped them both off the floor while i stood there in shock my sister called the police in an ambulance i stood in the hallway talking to my dad in the kitchen wondering what had just happened my mother came barging out from the master bedroom and yelled to me and my dad trying to convince us that my sister bashed her even though i clearly saw the climax She shoved her phone in my face, filming me, and I smacked it out of her hand and told her not to touch my sister again. She picked up her phone and started yelling at my dad, saying that I punched her in the eye, even though he was right in front of me. Then She then ran to the bathroom and phoned the police as well. Later, police and paramedics arrived and assessed my sister's facial injuries. They worked on getting my mother out of the house and sent her to the hospital for a psychiatric assessment. One of the female senior constables told us that if she was to get another call out to my address, she'd issue everyone with a safety notice. She refused to have my mother charged for assaulting my sister and instead told me off over slapping the phone out of her hand. She also said, as I assumed, that my mother's video didn't really show anything worth needing my action, worth needing any action to be taken, so they all left my house. One day later... <sighs> 
Yeah. No words. Right? One day later, my mother came to my house in the company of two police officers and got her clothes and electronics. She claimed she needed some time apart to cool off, and the officers assured us that nothing dodgy was going on. When Dad asked him if, they, if they're not letting her stay with us and questioned what was going on. We never saw my mom again for, an, for almost an entire month. I even phoned up the Melton Police Station and asked about any reported incidents as I had a hunch that she was up to no good again. They denied it, so life continued as normal. Until February 26th. I was watching Game of Thrones that evening and I heard an aggressive knock on the door. It was two officers from the local police station. They served me, my dad, and sister with IVOs on mom's behalf and told us that although she didn't live in my house and that we could stay put, we would need to leave if she, wanted, if she was to show up. This news hit us hard. I attempted my first suicide that night and lost everything. Oh my gosh. <coughs> it's so terrible. Right? To this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of the worst stories I've ever heard, but it was so crazy. I'm I couldn't really not. blessed. Like my my mother can be really hard to deal with sometimes. Um and she's definitely done her fair share of emotional abuse to, you know, me and my brother and mm-hmm. my dad and things like that, but nothing like this. Like nothing remotely like that nothing involving criminal history or you know yeah the police or manipulation of the justice system like this like that uh, oh my goodness mm-hmm. to this day as i type this, this is why i love this is why i love these kind of stories though because it just goes to show that there's always there's always somebody who has it worse and there's but not necessarily at the same time like if you are in a situation like this obviously like I hope that this is speaking to you and you can recognize the signs and Mm -hmm. begin to get your way out you know but um for those of us who haven't had anything this crazy it can definitely put things in perspective sometimes and make you feel a little bit better yeah oh my goodness this is just insane I feel so bad for this poor man right and his sister and his poor dad. Oh, my yeah. God. He's clearly, like, just so totally in the Kool-Aid. Like, ugh. Yeah. Well, hey, Miss Lady. Did you wake up? <laughs> nope. Just shifting and stretching. Oh, kitty. He slept all fucking day. <laughs> oh. These babies are pathetic right now, you guys. Bless it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cold and scary outside. Uh-huh. I don't like it. <laughs> To this day, as I type this story out, things have only got worse and we're still waiting for our court date in October. My <gasps> sister, dad... Oh, no! Mm-hmm. I thought this was, like, from the other side. Oh, no! No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh! My sister, dad, and I were made homeless over my mother's fake IVOs. Even though the police knew what happened that day, they allowed my mother to commit perjury and fabricate the facts of the February incident a month later and somehow had a silly magistrate approve of the IVOs, all without anyone's knowledge that this was even happening behind our backs. The legal system officially stuffed us over. My sister was a victim of my mother's assault, and my dad and I were witnesses, and somehow we all became respondents to Mom's three IVOs. The magistrate kicked us out of my own home and onto the streets and refused to alter the IVOs on many occasions, even though my mother had already had housing and support from the various women's support agencies. We were left with nothing oh but God. the same smelly clothes we were kicked out on the street with, and that magistrate had not a care in the world. 
Since the serving of the IVOs in February, I attempted suicide multiple times, lost all my belongings, and now my house, as my mother exploited the IVO system, broke into it, changed my locks, and started making demands that I signed it on to her. I'm powerless to do anything about it. My dad also lost Good his job. Lord. Mm-hmm. How can you treat your children this way? I, I don't understand it. I don't either. I, I don't understand this. There's severe mental illness happening that's undiagnosed. Oh, yeah. Like, the, <clears throat> I just, oh, man. And to be, to be fair, too, I mean, this is probably a cycle. I mean, we didn't really get into this, but we've talked about the cycle of abuse so much before that, like, I mean, we didn't, I didn't feel the need to really get into it. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe this is how her mom behaved and she's just mimicking because this is how she thinks people act. Yeah. There's clearly some sort of power dynamic that's happening in her head. And, oh my God, she sounds like a very broken, broken person. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anyone could treat their child this way. I don't know either. I, I don't get it. Oh my God. I, and she's getting away this with poor, it. poor, man. She's getting away with it. Um, well, and I will say this. I know that the police sound terrible in this situation, too, but I, we also need to give them the benefit of the doubt. They are generally law enforcement is very understaffed, underfunded, overworked. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. things fall through the cracks, unfortunately. And a lot of times it's stuff like this, which yeah. has bigger consequences than people realize. Yeah from their yachts in the government so yep people are too busy voting for things that don't matter this is the thing that matters (laughs) (laughs) exactly um my dad lost his job my sister never got to complete her vce which is a high school diploma or ged and we've all wasted what was left of our savings as my mother took all of our money and started financially controlling us and the courts don't give a toss even though our ivos against her state that she cannot do such a thing obviously mothers are granted immunity to ivo conditions and are free to breach them with zero consequences two key points yep two key points of this story too sometimes sometimes women as women because manipulation is the only way that we've been able to gain power in life for thousands of years um we can look at our powers of manipulation as an asset and it's not always yeah i just want to throw that out there it's not okay to emotionally manipulate manipulate somebody to get what you want yep it's not okay um and it's a habit that we need to break as women Mm -hmm. um Unless you're a politician. I'm just kidding. Climb that ladder, girl. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you you know what I'm saying. In yeah. order, it, it's the, the negative exploitation of people's emotions is not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a mind shift that we need in, a, in the female culture. <laughs> yeah. I think so, too. But it will come. I know that it'll come when the mind shift changes in the male culture too. So, you know, I mean, it's, there, there's just a whole mind shift that needs to happen. Yeah. On both sides. And that, that came into my head the other day when I was driving and I was just like, Oh wow. Like, <laughs> mm. yeah. I, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I'm sure you are too. Like, I mean, we're all guilty of being like, mm, yeah, I got my way because then I made it, ma- I made him think it was his idea. And yeah. you know, like it's, 
I mean, that can be pretty tame, but of course, we've seen the dark side of it here. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, keep yourself in check. <laughs> That's all I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> don't do this shit. Um. Yeah. Don't do not do this. <laughs> I'm sure uh, our listeners don't need to be told that. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip that paragraph. Because um, we've talked about it, and a lot of... yeah changes need to be made to the court systems and to the police systems um it's not easy so this is another example showing just how broken our ivo system is and how easily it can be exploited even though i blame my mother for causing all this trouble due to her violent behavior towards everyone is it right for me to blame myself too i cannot forgive myself for destroying my family as i was the one phoning the police every time my mother would assault someone if i had just kept quiet and put up with her abuse maybe things would be different today no 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 yep you are not responsible for your mother's actions yep. you did the right thing the system failed you it's not your fault Mental health is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. If it, at some point she is responsible for her own actions. Mm-hmm. It's not. It is not your fault. Exactly. Oh, that's so sad. So, yeah. That was that story. Um, Great! <laughs> I got that from... <laughs> <laughs> I got that from 1 and 3, which is a wonderful organization. Um... So, it's a diverse group of male and female professionals, um, and the campaign aims to raise public awareness of the existence and needs of male victims of family violence and abuse. Um, So, if you're in Australia and you're struggling, um, this is a great resource for you, but it's also a great resource for anyone else who just wants to, like, read some other stories or do some research um, Mm -hmm. and kind of figure out how they get help and how you can try to find help in America too because there's not a whole lot of resources for American men for men um no there's dem- not and yeah. that's the problem is because it's so underreported the resources can't be made mm-hmm. available so if the more people decide to speak up the better the resources will become and the more it'll be taken seriously mm-hmm. But um, the website I brought up earlier, I just want to give it another shout out. That's domesticshelters.org. That's for our American listeners. Um, Again, great place to find resources here, too. Um, And if you need a bright spot after that dark, dark tale, (laughs) I'm just going to shout out a few people that I'm following on Instagram that's making my life a little bit better. Okay. um, Because they're delightful. Uh, Leslie Jordan. If you guys don't know who that is, he's like a southern gentleman gay man, and he's old, and he's absolutely hilarious. It's just videos of him talking. <laughs> um, he'll wake up and say, look, I'm poaching my eggs, and I'm grumpy, and it's so delightful. Um, <laughs> and he'll take you through his whole quarantine experience. He posts two or three videos a day. Like, he's, it's so good. Um... If you need to just laugh every single day because he's adorable. I'm trying to think what he was in. The only thing that I know he was in that I've seen, and he's been in so many more things. I mean, I've looked him up on IMDb, and he's been on um, uh, 
I think like he's been in 70 different, like he has a like 70 different IMDb credits, but I saw him in the help. He was the newspaper editor that Mm -hmm. um, Emma Stone's character worked for. um, And he was hilarious. And of course stuck in my head because he's so funny and his accent is so on point. And it was, Luann, I can't talk right now. I'm at work. <laughs> what? He was also Shut an American Horror God Story. damn door. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. And he's so delightful. He will brighten your day. Also, if you want to follow Kristen Bell, um, her Instagram handle is Kristen Annie Bell. And um, her husband is amazing and hilarious. He does the, the podcast that I plug on here all the time, Armchair Expert. And he is now, <laughs> she's posting a series of what Dax thinks he can do himself. <laughs> um, I'm looking at one right now and it's, um, I could absolutely fill a cavity <laughs> and it's him arguing <laughs> over a plate of spaghetti that he could, he could fill cavities. And another one is I could do my own surgery. And <laughs> if you know anything about Dax, he's incredibly stubborn and he'll just argue in circles and it's delightful because he thinks it's funny. Um, <laughs> oh my um and then I'm trying to, f- I'm trying to think who the other one is that I love oh of course um it's abandoned is a beautiful one that's super soothing um and if you want to follow uh, my favorite murders um Georgia her her cats have their own Instagram <laughs> called Elvis Mimi and Dot and it's so great they're just so cute and just follow things that are positive right now you guys and people are really trying to keep things sunshiny so that people you know don't s- sink into a deep dark pit yeah um also okay i think it's time for a game yeah so. i think so too Alrighty, so this is our game by drunk stoner stupid called if you had to is it my turn or your turn it's my turn but okay. i think i've had this card I don't, I don't remember it so it doesn't count um <laughs> <laughs> um so this is our game. It's basically Would You Rather. So, uh, Kay, why don't you go first? Okay. So, Would You Rather? Have all your friends turn into slithery little snakes. Gross. Or, <laughs> or, <laughs> kill, or kill a new animal every night and sleep in its carcass. Oh, shit. This is quite the rock in a hard place. Snakes. <laughs> you think snakes? Yeah. I pick snakes. I don't know what I pick. Um, I would miss everybody. But you would still oh, have them. Lord, I would kill. I could kill a deer. It could be a deer every time. I I could give a fuck about deer. I pick the animal. There's too many of them anyway. <laughs> It'd be like Luke and Luke and Han and on Hoth in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I know it's terrible. It's not real. Oh my I, god. I know. it'll be okay but um yeah all right well i hope you guys are all staying safe and doing your part either by working or working from home staying home all that jazz make sure you wear a mask make sure you wear gloves don't touch your face don't wear a mask at walmart and then lift it up so that you can talk on the phone (laughs) that is not okay josh went to walmart the other day and he (laughs) he saw that happen he also saw someone walk through all of walmart and then i guess he was parked close to this person so Mm -hmm. um he saw them put a mask on after they got out of walmart and were in their car what the fuck sense (laughs) um and he saw someone who had walmart bags taped to their hands 
uh, gloves with no mask <laughs> in Walmart. So it's not an airborne disease, but definitely it keeps you from if someone coughs, the mask, it does aerosolize for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So definitely keep your mouth covered by wearing a mask. If you cough, cough into your arm like a vampire, wear <laughs> gloves, wash your fucking hands. Hand sanitizer is also great, but washing your hands is much more effective because hand sanitizer just neutralizes the bacteria. Washing your hands actually washes it all the way off. So mm-hmm. just make sure you're doing all of that. Don't inject yourself with Lysol. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.